Hi, welcome to another episode of Nothing to Hide. My name is Kevin, and today I wanted to talk about what the potential post-pandemic uh, society will look like. So let's get right to it. So in my province, the province of Ontario, we have started opening a couple of businesses um, in, um, in a staggered form uh, to start, I guess, testing the waters of whether or not it's safe to restart the economy. So from what I understand, um, garden centers um, such as Sheridan Nurseries and places like that are allowed to reopen. I know some construction sites uh, were open during the pandemic, but now they definitely have the green light. Um, let's have a look. So, a lot of businesses have said how ill-prepared they were to, to reopen. Um, which, of course, if you're a business that hasn't been earning any money, you know, you're, you should be grateful that you're allowed to reopen. Um, garden centers, nurseries, uh, with curbside pickup, lawn care and landscaping, uh, additional construction projects, uh, automatic and self-serve car washes, auto dealerships, Golf courses are allowed to prepare their courses, um, but they're not open for the public yet. And marinas may also begin preparations for the recreational boating season. So, um, understandably, situations where social distancing, for the most part, is already in place, is gonna is has started reopening today. And it got me to ask myself, you know, what have I missed during this pandemic? Like what, what have I, what have I wished I did prior to the pandemic? Or, you know, what are the someday ideas that, that I've been holding on to? and just leaving for tomorrow. And so um, I, I asked a girl out recently. Um, she was someone that I met at a friend's birthday and we got to talking at, 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 the, at the friend's birthday and we exchanged phone numbers and we messaged each other every now and then. And I actually asked her before I got her number if she was seeing anyone and so at the time she wasn't. Now that was, I'd say, probably last year, end of last year. And I don't know what it was. I'm sure like many of you who are single and who are not dating um, are probably exhausting your swipes on your respective dating apps. I myself don't do the dating apps, so I have to do it the old fashioned way. But 
I recently uh, messaged her and I just asked her if she wanted to go on a date once uh, this pandemic was over. And it turned out that she was already dating someone. <laughs> so the lesson there was, um, you know, I got to jump at the chance when I'm given the opportunity instead of just, uh, you know, just chill, chill out and, and not do anything. But it's, uh, she was super sweet about it. Um, and I'm sure we're still going to keep in touch. So I know for me, I'm definitely going to ramp up um, just acting on, not on impulse, but more of just um, doing what I'm afraid to do. I know that's like all things going to take time, but when I'm given a moment of um, hesitation, I want I want my instinct to be like go like the hesitation is a green light as opposed to linger and dwell and then talk myself out of whatever it is I'm afraid to do whether that be approaching women or whether that be taking on a job that I'm not familiar with whatever it is so that's something that I definitely want to I definitely want to work on I also wanted to share something that I that I started um, which was inspired by um, the founder of the men's group that I'm a part of uh, it's called the Universal Brotherhood and he started a 30-day challenge for the month of April where you would do 50 push-ups 50 squats two minutes of plank 10 minutes of reading and 10 minutes of meditation and I kept up with that for the entire month of April. And I knew that I needed to sustain that, especially because I can't go to the gym. I'm taking this, you know, social distancing and self-quarantine very seriously. And I very rarely go out, if at all. And if I do, I, I try to do it in such a way where most of the time is spent in my car versus um, you know walking somewhere and then you know taking public transit things like that so um, I, I've been pretty consistent with uh, workouts at home and I created this Google Google Sheets like um, Excel an Excel sheet and uh, I titled it life tracker and what started out with just kind of monitoring I guess like my spending and um, like the different exercises I'm doing every day, what I'm eating has actually turned into this very thorough um, chart where essentially I'm tracking the amount of time I'm spending playing video games or watching TV, even as far as like the amount of time when I could remember I'm spending washing dishes or doing, you know, miscellaneous things. And it's, uh, I really like it. And it's really motivating because, you know, this memory of ours is very inconsistent and it's not that dependable. And I know for me, perhaps with the, I don't know, the 20 plus years of consistently smoking marijuana, not to say that it does impact your short term memory, 
I can't help but ask myself if it's affected me in some negative way, perhaps, in my ability to be quicker and, I don't know, think on my feet. But, yeah, so I've, um, obviously I'm, I'm still not smoking marijuana, and what else? I watched porn um, the other day, and it was interesting because the first one that I watched was due to this um, story I heard of this um, ex-porn star and how essentially she was just taken advantage of and um, she's um, she's a very agreeable person let's say and as a result she was willing to compromise a lot of her uh, integrity at the time um, just so that she could appease um, the guy that she was dating or whatever and, um, and I wanted to check out her work um, I didn't masturbate to it uh, which is, is, is a reminder that I'm not as psychopathic um, as I was told I was and we'll save that for another episode but it's uh, it was really interesting I I indulged for about a day or two, like or like one or two nights, two nights, and it's almost like I got it out of my system, and I don't need it anymore, and it was really interesting. I did notice, almost like uh, my brain, kind of going into this familiar territory. Obviously, there's specific neural pathways in your brain that are activated depending on what type of activity, what type of information, what type of anything that you're experiencing. And clearly that neural pathway that's dedicated to watching porn hasn't been um, utilized in what, six, seven months? And all of a sudden it's like a car is going down that neural pathway for the first time and it just suddenly I don't know like my whole my whole state changed it was really interesting and and uh, I think I watched porn for about 15 minutes for for each night and uh, and then I, I fell asleep so um, yeah it's it's fascinating what was once like a, almost like an addiction and when you break away from it for a good period of time, in my case six, seven months, and return, how almost like foreign it is. So yeah, that's a, that's a little bit of a heads up on uh, breaking away from addictions. But back to my point, what's, what's life going to look like post-pandemic? I know um, I will definitely need to modify my approach when interacting with people. I'm a pretty social person when I'm out in public, and uh, I could spark up conversations pretty easily. But I know a lot of people are going to be very apprehensive and very... Um, 
not very, they're not going to be very approachable, obviously, and for good reason. And I think that it's going to take, it's going to take a long time before people are going to kind of let their guard down and become more trusting and, and for good reason, for sure, because there's a lot of speculation that there's going to be possibly a second wave. We don't know if this virus thrives during flu season and um, and there's reason to believe that there are second waves that are taking place in Wuhan, China, as well as Hong Kong and um, other major urban cities around the world. But we're, we're still going to come out of this and we're going to learn a lot. And so I ask you, what are your someday ideas that you've been telling yourself you're going to do someday, but yet never really acted on it? Um, you could reply to my email uh, at nthpod at gmail.com if you have any someday ideas um, that you may or may not want me to share on my next podcast but I'd love to hear from you and find out what are some of your someday ideas that you perhaps want to do after this pandemic so um, I also recorded a podcast with my neighbor yesterday it was an hour-long podcast she was away for about a month she was uh, staying with her family um, outside of Toronto and instead of catching up like we normally do when we see each other I thought it would be great if we could record ourselves catching up and find out um, you know where she is as far as like emotionally, spiritually, physically, with like this pandemic situation. Um, I know for a fact that I always think she's beautiful, but she definitely got a little bit of a tan because I think uh, where her family lives, it's a lot easier to um, maintain that six foot distance with other people. And they have like a, a dog that they always go on walks on and so she had like a refreshed look to her. Um, and so it, it was obviously really good. And she said pre-pandemic, she was definitely like a six, but now she's feeling more like an eight or a nine. And so, and she came back with this really cool plan on what she plans on doing as far as perhaps like, um, not necessarily, not necessarily an exit strategy from her job, but definitely giving herself some more hobbies and side projects and side hustles that are all going to contribute to uh, her future plans. So it was really, it was really nice catching up with her. It's just really unfortunate that I didn't have the microphones plugged in when we were recording. And uh, yeah, that was a, a good hour of awesome material that I can't get back. But hopefully, well, not hopefully. I know we will do this again in the future. So, but it's 
it's really fascinating for me to see these businesses begin to reopen and the measures that are going to be put into place. I feel like a lot of businesses are that have been able to ride out this pandemic are realizing the amount of money they could save by uh, running their business from home and not necessarily having to pay for um, overhead costs like uh, like rent and lease and and uh, electricity and, and all that stuff and unfortunately there are a lot of restaurants that are being um, that are having their locks changed by their landlords and being shut out um, because they're they're not making any money and so they're not able to pay their rent and the margins that these restaurants that a lot of these restaurants are making are so are so paper thin that you know a pandemic is going to really really set them back so it's it's really fascinating um my um my aunt uh, i was speaking with her uh believes at least 50 percent of restaurants are likely going to go under or just in so much financial ruin that it may not make sense for them to continue um another friend of mine um who I don't speak with often, but I called him out of the blue, uh, told me that he was temporarily laid off and he's been studying e-commerce and he was very um, enthusiastic about Shopify. And I've been, um, I've, been, I've been buying stocks lately. I've been keeping up with the stock markets. I, I was recently researching how to apply uh, Fibonacci retracements and um, I think it's called Fibonacci uh, extensions um, to, to stocks and that will help kind of determine support and resistance, resistance lines and, and, and things like that. And uh, I, I, I made some money off of Shopify recently, um, which is really good. And yeah, it's, it's, I think Shopify is a really great alternative to people that don't necessarily want to um, sell on Amazon. Not that there's anything wrong with Amazon, you know, to each their own, but Shopify still gives a little bit of empowerment back to the owners where they're essentially just paying for a monthly service, but yet they get to retain most of, um, most of the, the revenue from their sales, from what I understand. And uh, Shopify being a Canadian business, is, uh, is really good. The tech sector, sector in Canada has been really lacking. I think our second, our second uh, best tech company is BlackBerry. And uh, we all know the story with BlackBerry. So we'll leave it at that. Um, for those of you that are interested in stocks, uh, Warren Buffett recently dumped all his uh, uh, airline stocks because he he understands that they have borrowed upwards of billions of dollars, which of course they're going to have to pay back. And 
I also believe that people aren't going to be running to the airports to uh, to fly, uh, especially with um, this pandemic still looming over us. Um, in my city alone, um, yesterday we still had uh, 434 confirmed cases. I think about 40 people died. Today we had the lowest in the past four weeks. I think we had about 300 and 300 and some odd cases that have been confirmed. And, um, and I think maybe 30 or 20 deaths. So the trend is definitely going down, but there's still a lot of people that are fighting for their lives. And so um, I personally am going to continue to self-quarantine um, and, and just see if there are jobs that are available um, that give you the opportunity to work from home. I think that's, that's definitely going to be um, an ongoing trend post-pandemic. Uh, more families I know are are able to spend more time together because of this pandemic but a lot of people that have been able to transfer their jobs from an office to their home and able to work from home are now able to manage this a little bit better this um, work and personal life although I hear both sides where people have claimed that they're less productive at home versus being around other people on their team and bouncing ideas off each other and, and simply just being able to turn the corner and, and ask your neighbor what, what something means versus having to message that. So, but as we all navigate through this pandemic, I just want to emphasize that, you know, if, if you've made it this far, you know, kudos to you. It's incredible the amount of outpouring of uh, love and compassion that is always visible to me, to frontline workers, um, to the elderly, to the people most vulnerable. It's it's amazing, and um, I think it's. If there's one thing that I really want to take away from the conversation that I wasn't able to record with my neighbor yesterday is that it's in these bad times where we're reminded of who we are as people and how we can come together and how effectively we can mobilize and help each other. Um, I was watching a segment on um, the local news and uh, Yuval Noah Harari, um, a modern day historian, um, made a really interesting point about, you know, there was some countries that wanted to hoard and, um, you know, like prevent some of their N95 masks from being um, exported out to other countries that were in need of them. And he made a really interesting point that, you know, it's not every country for themselves because there are products that you may need from other countries. And if they are going to withhold that from you, right, it's not really helping 
and it's how effectively we could support each other on a global scale that really gives us the edge over this virus. Um, as far as we know, the virus doesn't really have a means of communicating with its counterparts in Canada when it's, you know, discovering something on how to spread and um, redistribute itself in another part of the world. Whereas, you know, scientists in Korea or China or Italy or the United States are able to communicate with each other and help each other and, and tell each other what their findings are and perhaps new methodologies in terms of patient care and you know it's 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 how well we come together that if you were to look at this situation almost as like a test of how effectively as just as a humanity as, as a group of humans can come together and mobilize and figure out a way to combat this disease, this virus, rather, that's, that's, really, the, that's really the silver lining. And so I just, I hope that you're all doing well. I hope that you're taking care of each other and um, I hope you're all staying safe. So on that note, again, if you have any questions, if you have any someday ideas you want to share with me, you can reach me at nthpod at gmail.com. That's nthpod at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate your support, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.